Skulls here, Lior here, ready to go. Phone lines, of course, already open. It is a call-in show. It is a live show, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one 225 talk That is toll-free. We are talking employment rights. We're talking about you being the boss, you being the employee, you being let go, you being a long-term. It doesn't matter. Bring it on. Anything under the employment banner that you've always wondered to ask, this is the hour to do it. Monday, Wednesday, the weekend shows, and, of course, employment hour and 30 happens on Global TV and CTV on your uh, your weekend mornings. Going to get to, to uh, the Ten Commandments of Termination of Employment. We will revisit some of those as we go through the phone calls and get through the uh, the evening here on a uh, beautiful, bright Monday evening. But first, a week that was, brother, what do you got going on? Well, John, uh, you know, we've been doing the show for over six years, and, mm-hmm. we've been, you know, we do multiple shows a week, so we take a lot of calls every week, every month, every year, and there's still a lot of questions to be answered, and the fact that we can still do the show after all these years and still get a lot of calls tells you how many issues, problems, concerns people may be facing in the workplace, and that's mm-hmm. why we're going to continue doing this show, and we'll be here for, for many more years to come, because we want to reach as many people as possible and solve your workplace problems. That's the name of the game here, and that's the purpose of the show. So if you're facing a workplace problem and a workplace concern, uh, well, tune in to us, call in with your question, email your question, reach out yeah. to me after the show if you want to and talk privately. Absolutely, there's so many ways to connect, so many ways to solve those problems. Don't be bashful. We're waiting for your calls right now about any workplace issue, problem, or, or concern that you have. But uh, while we're doing that, week there was a couple of situations that came across my desk over the past week or so. Uh, first, uh, this goes to the duty to accommodate, but there was a bit of an interesting uh, twist to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spoke with a gentleman who was uh, a manager at his company, and in, in his duty as a manager, he had a team of 20 people reporting to him. Well, as anyone that's had to manage a team knows, that that could be quite stressful. Uh, you know, you, you take the the stress of your team uh, and, and it's kind of gets implemented on you. All of a sudden, 20 people's stresses become your stress, and it can be yeah. very hard to take. Well, for this person, eventually got to him, and he started started suffering from anxiety. Uh, he started suffering from significant stress. Eventually, started suffering from high blood pressure. Uh, he saw both a doctor, a psychiatrist, and and they told him, "You can't continue doing this. You can't be in this role. For you, physically, is not it's not the right thing." Right. So uh, he provided his employer with a doctor's note saying, I need a different role, at least for a while, to try to get my health in order. Yep. I can't be managing this team with all that's involved. Well, his employer said, well, too bad. We don't have another role for you. You're a manager. How do you want to not manage people? Uh, so too bad. You know, Hopefully you'll get better. But until then, that's all we got for you. Uh, he called me and he wanted to know what does this mean and, and can they, in fact, uh, or, or should the company accommodate him in this situation well john the the answer is absolutely they have to accommodate i understand that he's asking for a different role but the duty to accommodate is a very extensive duty that may mean that they have to find a different role and so it's not a situation here where where he can't stand or he can't lift it's a situation where his role is making him sick he his body can handle the, the 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 stresses of the role so if there's a different role, they at the very least, the company has to make an effort to try to find that role and to put him in that role. They can't say, well, too bad, that's not what we want you to do, so we're not going to accommodate. So this company, by even refusing to look at it, violated the human rights code. What they did is illegal. They have to accommodate, and I'm going to talk to them about how to pursue this as a human rights violation. That could also be a constructive dismissal, their refusal to uh, to accommodate 
So for our listeners right now, if you have a medical situation, a medical condition that requires you to maybe have a different job, either full-time, part-time, or, or permanent or not permanent, you can and you should tell your employer about that. Give them a doctor's note explaining it, and that your employer has to accommodate. They can't do what this employer did. They have to accommodate. They have to make all reasonable efforts to put you in a different role that meets your limitations. If they don't do that, John, that's a human rights violation. The number, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of Lior and the rest of the team. Moving on to your phone calls here in just a minute, but you had one other thing you wanted to talk about too, right? Yeah, I spoke with a truck driver who was recently fired for cause. Yeah. Uh, and why? Well, he was charged with using his cell phone while driving. As, as we all know, that is illegal. Now, he says he really wasn't using it, and he was just charged. He was never convicted. Well, the moment his employer found out about that charge, out he goes, fired supposedly for cause. He called me. He wanted to know, what can they do that? Is that legal? Well, no, it's not legal. And it's not legal on two levels. Number one, he actually is not not charged, not convicted. Right. So he hasn't actually legally considered to have done anything yet. He's, he's innocent until proven guilty. So, and he can still absolutely beat the charges. The charges can be dropped. So why are we firing him for cause? Number two, even if he did it and it's a one-time thing, is that cause? Is that enough to be uh, cause for dismissal? No, I, I don't think it is. He's a, you know, he's been doing this for a long time. He never had any any blemishes on his record. So he made a mistake the one time, even if he did. That's not cause. It's a reminder that even if you did something wrong, and clearly if he did use his cell phone while driving, that is wrong. That is illegal. It does not mean that you can be let go for cause. Cause is for the worst offenders, usually for repeat offenders. So bottom line is he's going to get his full severance one way or another. So remember, if you've been let go for cause, chances are you're probably owed severance as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell 1-888-225-TALK. That is toll free. Moving on to uh, to Mark. Mark, thanks for hanging on for a couple minutes. How are you, pal? Oh, good. And you? Beauty. What, uh, what's good. your concern tonight? Uh, actually, my, my wife uh, got a letter last week uh, regarding uh, notice of change of schedule. Hmm. Uh, and uh, basically, in a nutshell, says uh, uh, that uh, the where she works, it operates six days a week, and they require her to be flexible with respect to her work schedule. Uh, they will provide her with reasonable notice when changing her schedule and the work hours. Um, and then they list, list the hours that the place is open, but those aren't necessarily the hours that she works, and they've asked her to sign it. Um, but verbally, she's had discussions with uh, her boss saying, oh, you'll only be you know, asked to work these hours. So just wondering what, uh, what her options are. Excellent question, Mark. So I'll make it very simple. She should not sign anything that changes her hours, that changes the terms of her employment. She should not. They can't make her. They can't punish her for, for, for doing that. And not only that, I want I want her to be very clear. And rather than sign it, she should send an email to say that you know my hours have always been this to this. Those are the hours that I'm available, uh, and, and that's it. So she wants to make it very clear that she's not giving them permission to change her hours, to schedule her in different hours. Her hours are her hours, and her employer doesn't have a right to change them if her hours have been consistent. Now, what happens if they say too bad? We're gonna we're changing them anyway. Well, at that point she may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. If the, the company changes her hours, she may be able to say, no, I'm not accepting that, and I'm going to force the issue. I'm going to leave with severance. 
But hopefully it doesn't come to that. For now, I would advise not to sign anything and to make it clear in writing. Email works very well that her, my hours are this and I'm not agreeing to, to change them because I'm not available to work other hours. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Right. Appreciate that. If you want to uh, to follow up later on, any other questions, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmenthour.com is the way to go. Moving on to uh, to Ed. Hey, Ed, good evening. Hi. Go ahead. Uh, I uh, kind of uh, in a little bit of a bind because they, I have a job uh, and they want to switch me and downgrade my position and make me go mostly on uh, on um, commission. So right. they're downgrading my salary by 20 grand. Wow. And they want me to, they say, I'm going to make more money because I'm going on commission. And it's all hypothetical regarding the commission. <laughs> it depends on how much I actually uh, generate. Uh, so my job is actually like a director of digital and now they want me to actually become like a business development. Uh, and they're, they're trying to force me into that job. And uh, it's actually part of what I can purview, part of my purview, but they want me to do it full time and by myself kind of right. deal. Yeah. So Ed, obviously this is a big deal that they're reducing your salary and instead they're saying, oh, well, you know, we'll give you commissions to, to make up for it. And obviously yeah. they're wanting, wanting you to do a different role. Any way you slice it, anytime really your, compa your compensation is affected in this way yeah. or if your compensation structure is changed, that is the most obvious constructive dismissal there can be. So uh, they don't have a right to do that. And if they do it, you, you have the absolute right to treat that as a termination and leave with full severance. Now, here's what I would recommend then. I would simply make it clear that, no, I'm not doing that. I appreciate you saying that I'm gonna make more money, but that's not the point. The point is I'm not on commission. I don't wanna be on commission. I wanna maintain the terms of my employment. It's okay to tell them no. It's okay to tell them I want my terms to stay as they are. At that point, they have two options. Either they back off and they leave you be, or they say, well, no, we're doing it anyway. It's too bad, we don't care if you agree, we're putting you on commission. If they do that, you can treat that as a termination, Ed. Now, how long have you worked there for? Four years. Four years, and, and uh, you told us your job. How old are you, Ed? I'm uh, 59. You'd be looking at six to eight months of pay, no problem, okay? So that's what's at stake for you, and that's based on your average earnings. So if you were to be put in a situation where they've changed your compensation, they've implemented it even if you haven't agreed, then you can say, no, I'm gone, and you'll be owed that severance. Now, if it comes to that, it's very important. Do not leave. Do not say, that's it, I'm gone, before you speak to me, okay? You call me first, and yeah. then we'll talk about getting you out of there. But those are your options. To start off saying, no, I'm not agreeing to this, not going to happen. If they do it anyway, you call me, and we'll talk about constructive dismissal. Can I add one more thing? You sure. bet. So uh, I've been trying to get them to review my pay for like, uh, uh, it's already over a year and a half, and they, they promised that after a year they would up my pay. So I think this change has to do with, uh, they don't want to up my pay, uh, but they're saying my if I take this position, my pay would actually be better, but they're actually changing the entire pay structure. 
And, and that's absolutely fine. You can still say no. And even though you you may have asked for for an increase or review, they can't do this. And by the way, even if they're right, even if they're right that this is going to pay you more, it's still yeah. a big deal. It's still changing your compensation structure. It's still a constructive dismissal. So whether or not you're going to make more or less it doesn't even change the fact that they don't have a right to do it. So as I said, that you, you now have absolute right to say thanks, but no thanks. Uh, and, and hopefully they back off. I have a feeling they will back off. If they don't back off, you know what to do. You call me, and we'll talk about constructive dismissal. And appreciate the call here as that number, if it comes to uh, comes to that point, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. What are the pitfalls, or can Ed turn around and say, you know what, I, I like working here. You guys are a bunch of fellows, good bunch of ladies. Can I take this thing for a spin and try it out? Can he do that? He can, and especially in a situation like this where they, they, they're telling him, that he'll make more money, and he may say, "Well, you know what? If I do make more money, I'm not a, I'm not upset about that. So I'll I'll yeah. wait to see." And and it's going to take some time for him mm-hmm. to figure out if he can make more money because you don't earn commissions overnight. But what I would do in that situation is tell him, "I don't know if this is good. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make more money. I'm not happy with this, but I'm willing to try it to see how my compensation is getting impacted." And then he he tries it, and if he realizes after a number of months, no, this is not good. This is not working out. I'm not making uh, enough money. At that point, you can still treat that as a constructive dismissal, but he has to tell him that he's, as you say, taking it for a spin. We'll take a, a short break, some time for you to get the uh, the phone happening. Give us a call. Get on the line. Ask your questions as well. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on your cell and one talk That is toll-free. Revisiting the Ten Commandments of Termination of Employment. That is coming up after the break right here, Employment Hour on Global News Radio. We are right back at it. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell and one talk toll-free. This is the time if you've ever had questions about your employment, your job, or if you're an employer, there's information you're not sure you're too clear on. Uh, maybe it has to do with letting an employee go and offering proper severance can handle that as well. Severance pay calculator, also a good place to stop. And a reminder, we're back here Wednesday night at this time. The weekend morning shows, afternoon shows, and employment hour and 30 happens on Global TV and CTV on uh, weekend mornings as well. The 10 Commandments of Termination of Employment. Want to get right into these, pal? I think we should. Uh, these are kind yep. of rules, things you need to know if you, you're let go, what can and cannot happen. So they're important enough that I call them the Ten Commandments, John. You bet. Number one, thou shalt think about termination when accepting a new job. Absolutely. So let's start off by when you should actually think about termination of employment. And most people think, well, I'll think about it when I'm let go, and then I'll think yeah. about what this all means. Well, no. You need to think about it. The time to think about it is when you first accept the job. And the reason for that is that's when your employer is thinking about it. Believe it or not, in most cases, when you accept the job, your employer says, hey, welcome aboard. They're thinking about termination. How do we know that? Mm-hmm. We know that because your employment agreement well, uh, very likely contains the terms that tries to limit your future severance. Your employer right. likely puts something in the agreement that says that if down the road I let you go, Instead of paying you your full severance, I'm going to just pay you a small portion of what you're actually owed. So if you have that in that agreement and you don't pay attention to it and down the road your employer relies on that, that can cost you tens of thousands of dollars in severance. So what do you do? Well, you're mindful of what I just said and you review your employment agreement very, very carefully. Is there something in it that talks about termination of employment? If If there is, it's bad news, almost always. 
So understand what it says. By all means, call me and I'll talk, I'll talk to you and I'll tell you what it means. And then you may want to negotiate that. Oftentimes we can negotiate those terms with the employer and get that removed. If you don't care about termination of employment now, later, when it's too late, you'll care about it then. I promise you. So be smart. Ten Commandments of Termination of Employment. We'll uh, get to more of those. Bounce over to phone call in between. Uh, Nicole, good evening. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? Good. What's uh, what's your concern tonight? Um, okay. So I'm currently on short-term disability, and the issue is that uh, I was informed that my um my my one week of vacation has been canceled on because they are assuming that I would be uh returning this week so um my can my vacation time was canceled and I was not given a reason why and the other question too is I am not none of us in our departments getting overtime pay so they were just the management are indicating that just to do timesheets, and that would equate to commission and bonuses in the future. But the thing is, um, the industry that I'm in right now, it's we're very, very, very busy. We're inundated with with work that it's not even reasonable the the level of work that each of us are getting. And this is this is why I developed. Um, I, I was able. I was sick because of of this reason due to the stress. And in addition, there are people that are actually sick and coughing in the office on a continual basis. That's how I believe I first got sick. And so an an individual that I spoke to the other day, because she's working, she was saying that there's about four people that are now coughing in the office. So what I'm concerned about is that when I return, am I going to get sick again? Because mm-hmm. they clearly, man, you know, they're not really telling these people to work from home when they should be working from home. Because you know, it's it's like it's like almost like an incubator. Everyone's breathing the same air. In. So, Nicole, let's let's start with the issue of vacation. Uh, you were gonna, or I guess, coming back potentially this week. But when was the vacation scheduled for? When were you gonna take vacation? Uh, later in April, and in I April. Got that, I got that approved well over a month ago. And I take it you've made some plans. You've put some wheels in motion in terms of your vacation plans. Um, it was for. It's not vacation plans. It, I mean, vacations, vacation. As far as I'm concerned, but I don't have like plans where I, I booked a trip. No, it's just vacation that I so, had so let, let me tell you why I'm asking because generally speaking an employer is able to to schedule vacation or to to change the vacation that the employee had approved unless of course the employee can show that wait a second I've relied on that so I've made these plans I've booked this I bought those tickets or whatever it is my 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 husband now took time off because he's gonna uh, be spending time with me unless they can show that something has happened now where you know essentially that that ship has sailed you can't now go back and undo it if it's just one of those things that I was hoping to go in April, now unfortunately because they cancel, I'll have to go in May, but it's not really something that, that that's going to impact the employee that much, then the employer is allowed to do that. So that's why I was asking about that. So think about that. If, if, if in fact, some plans have been put into place, they cannot just say, well, now we've changed our minds uh, because they've approved it and you relied on that approval. So right. so that's that's theirs. Does that make sense on that front? Uh, yeah, it does make sense, but um, basically they said that it can be rescheduled later, but they never asked me 
if I was doing anything with that time. So really, I mean, so it's up I to you to tell them exactly. You know, it, it's it, I agree. They should have absolutely asked you. Well, you know, is it okay? Have you planned something? Have you bought tickets? You know, who knows? Maybe you you bought yourself plane tickets, or maybe you're going on a cruise, or what have you. So, so I I definitely think they should have, but. The fact that they didn't now means that you should tell them what you're, that you have plans, that you put things in motion, that you can't just cancel them because they've changed their mind, considering that you went through the right channels to have the vacation approved. Now, right. the, the second issue, overtime. What kind of a job are you doing, Nicole? I am working in the insurance industry. Okay. And are you, are you a manager? Do you, do you manage people? No, I don't. No. Okay. Well, then your employer has to pay you overtime, but overtime is paid if you work more than 44 hours a week. Uh, is that something that happens, 44 or more hours a week? Uh, absolutely. The, the issue is that we had a meeting, and the meeting, they were basically saying that uh, going forward, we have a fantastic commission bonus uh, plan in the works, and that... Uh, you know, overtime will equal timesheets, and timesheets will be. It doesn't matter. Um, they, they they can't do that. It's it's very simple. They have to pay you time and a half for anything you work over 44 hours a week. Now, if you're on salary, you simply calculate your weekly salary. You divide that by 44. That gives you an hourly rate, and one and a half times that is your overtime rate. So if you worked 48 hours, then you get four hours at the overtime rate. And the fact that they say, no, no, don't worry, we'll make it up to you at some point with this bonus plan or commission plan or whatever it is, doesn't matter. They cannot do that. They have to pay overtime. If they don't, you have two options. You can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, or you can get me involved. One letter from me should resolve this uh, for, for good. So, so they can't do that. They can't do that. You're, you know, you're in a job that is not exempt from overtime, so they have to pay it. Now, on the final issue, which is the issue of uh, your health, I think the best thing to do is to, to tell them that that's what's happening, to, to tell your employer that you have concerns about your, your health, and perhaps even giving something from a doctor that says that given certain sensitivities that you have, uh, you, know, you, you need to be in a workplace that, you know, make sure that there's proper ventilation, et cetera, or, or that arrangements are made not to have people that are sick around you. Because if they uh, if they don't do that, that could be a problem for them. Uh, so I would try to work with them on that. In an extreme situation, you can file a complaint uh, with the Ministry of Labor for an unsafe work environment. But I would try to resolve that internally first before you go down that road. But overtime has to be paid. Uh, and vacation, like I said, you have to have that talk with them and tell them that you've made plans already. The other, the other, it's one more thing I wanted to say about um, overtime. Um, the thing is, we are in a busy. The, the managers, the company, are saying we're going through a very busy spell. So basically, uh, we are taking on a tremendous amount of work from other insurance companies. So they were saying that just to bear with it. And but the thing is, it's not sustainable. For me and many people, they can't handle the workload. It's just too much. So, anyways, um, a lot of times I have to end up working many hours after work just to compensate for the people from previous days um, that I've been dealing with customers. So it's just this. I'm experiencing a lot of guilt because I'm not giving 100% because I've been dumped a lot of work. And every single person is experiencing the same thing. 
And the call, they have to pay overtime. They can't say, well, no. oh, this is just a blip. Uh, you know, it's going to get lighter. We're just experiencing unusual high volume. It doesn't matter. They, even if it's one week and every other week you don't have to work overtime, for that week they have to pay it. They have to pay you time and a half for hours over 44 hours a week. It's as simple as that. There, there's no discretion there. If they don't do that, you know what to do. Ministry of Labor or get me involved. Either way, you have to get paid. Really appreciate that call, Nicole, and you want to uh, continue on afterwards, and please let us know how it turns out. one 821 5900 is the number. Help at employmenthour.com. With that, we're going to move on to, uh, to Jane. Hi, Jane. Good evening. Hi, how are you? Great. What's going on with you tonight? Well, I have a different one, and I, I really just, I'm going to be talking with HR, and I just want to understand if I have any, where, where, where I stand. So I have worked for full-time for uh, a global company for 11 years now. Um, I switched jobs last year, and my old boss is going on mat leave. And they really want me to take over her mat leave because it's a very unique sector, with a, you know, unique set of skills, which I would love because it's a promotion. There's, you know, a lot of perks to salary, bonus, and a whole bunch of other things. But my, my current job, my current boss, because it's 18 months she's going to be gone, they don't want to contract my role. So they're basically saying, we will not hold you back because technically you're not supposed to leave for like under a year, a new role. But, so when I try to, like, so obviously I'm not going to be the one taking all the risks, but I want to understand, am I, if I say yes, I'll take this contract, am I willingly quitting my job and then forfeiting any severance because if in 18 months there's not a role for for her when she comes back or for me then I'm SOL would I well, still be would I still have severance well you, you, you will have job? severance uh, of course uh, because if, if they decide to let you go at that point then yeah they, they'd have to pay you severance now the only way you may not have severance is if let's say uh, they, they know in advance that uh, at the end of your mat leave replacement contract there that uh, they're not going to have a role for you somewhere else. So they could give you advance notice. They can say, okay, we'll tell you now that uh, 12 months from now when the mat leave uh, position is done, uh, you're going to be gone. So they would have yeah. given you in that situation 12 months notice of the termination of your employment. So you may not be owed severance at that point. So it, it, the question is what happens when you uh, when you take that role? now. If they want you to sign a, a contract, it's possible that that contract uh, for this new role may give away future severance. So again, we'd have to see what that says. Just yeah. by taking this role, that is not doesn't mean that you're quitting, doesn't mean you're giving up severance. It's a question of what happens afterwards. Uh, how do they decide? Do they decide to terminate you? Do they do that at the time the 18 months are up, or are they doing that in advance, etc.? But just taking that role is not quitting. And, and uh, if they do want okay. you to sign something, be very careful, Jane. Don't sign anything without me seeing it first. So if I agree to leave my current role, that doesn't mean I'm quitting. It's because I'm accepting another contract. So my 11 years still... Oh, absolutely. Holding. Yeah, yeah, of okay. course. You, you're not giving up your seniority. No, not at all. Your employment yeah. continues simply in a different role, in a different position. Uh, okay. And it's a question of, you know, are you going to still have a job in 18 months? But that's something that obviously we can't answer right now. It depends on what happens over the next 18 months. But no, you're not quitting just because you're taking that, that uh, maternity leave replacement role. 
Okay, that's really what I wanted to make sure that I wasn't forfeiting anything by agreeing to leave that Okay. No, you're not. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks, Jane. Thanks, Jane. Appreciate that. You need to follow up at a later time. No problem. one 821 5900 That will put you in touch with Lior, member of the team as well. Help at employmenthour.com. Going to bounce back over to the uh, Ten Commandments of Termination of Employment. We're down to nine now. Uh, the next one is, <laughs> thou shall not give up your future termination rights after you start working. So we talked about being smart when you start working and paying attention to your employment agreement, making sure that there's nothing in that agreement that gives up your future severance. So that's clear, that's obvious, you have to pay attention. But that's not the only way to lose your termination entitlements. You don't want to give those up after you started working. And how do you do that? Well, again, employment agreements. Oftentimes, an employer is going to say, oh, by the way, I need you to sign a new agreement, or hey, we're promoting you, here's a new agreement for you to sign. Promotion is great, don't get me wrong. But if they want you to sign an agreement in return for that promotion that gives up your future severance, it may not be worth it. You don't want to sign an agreement that gives you a promotion that comes with a dollar uh, an hour raise, but by doing that, you're signing an agreement that down the road is going to cost you $50,000. Not a good idea, right? So uh, be very careful. Anytime your employer asks you to sign an agreement during the course of employment, be very, very concerned. They're not just asking you because they like to see uh, your signature on a piece of paper. They're asking you because that agreement contains terms that are very favorable for the employer and not favorable to the employee. So don't give up your rights after you started working. Preserve your severance rights. Severance rights is one of the most important employment rights that you have. You don't want to give them up. If you do, it's going to cost you a lot of money at some point. If you do sign it, do they have to give you something in return to make it legally binding? So arguably, if you sign an employment agreement after you start working, you have to get something for it to be legal, to be enforceable. So maybe it's a promotion you're getting, or you got a pay raise, or you got extra vacation, or you got a signing bonus. Uh, if you, they simply say, hey, don't worry, just sign here, everything's fine, well, and you're not getting anything, it's probably not worth the paper it's written on. And beyond that also, if despite what I just said, you, you, signed, you signed the agreement and later on it turns out that it limits your severance, don't assume that it's actually enforceable. There's many reasons and many ways uh, that term in the agreement may be unenforceable. So if you've been let go and you're looking at that employment agreement and say, gosh, I wish I hadn't signed this. I wish that this did not limit my severance. Before you do anything, call me. Let me look at that. It may actually not limit your severance, but always a good advice to think about those things before you actually sign it. Ten Commandments of Termination of Employment. Number three, thou shalt respond to any negative reviews or discipline. You bet. You absolutely bet. You have to do that. Why? Because whenever you're getting discipline or negative reviews or put on a performance improvement plan, usually it's a sign that your employer is thinking, at least, about terminating you for cause. They're, they're trying to build a case yeah. to let you go for cause. Uh, so they're, they're papering their files so that down the road they can say, look at all these things we have against this employee. Now we can let them go for cause. And b- by the way, because it's cause, we don't have to pay severance. So what do you do? Well, you respond. If you get a negative performance review, you're put on a performance improvement plan, whatever it is, and you don't agree with it, say so and say so in writing. By saying it in writing, you're, you're making it clear you're not accepting it. You're going to make it much more difficult for the company mm-hmm. to rely on that, okay? Because uh, if your silence will be the same as saying, I accept and I agree. So don't agree, don't accept, if, unless, of course, it's legitimate. And in doing that, you're going to make it much more difficult for the company to let you go for cause. So definitely one of my commandments, if you want to avoid being let go for cause, 
document what needs to be documented and respond to the company with respect to any negative performance reviews. Number four, thou shalt not commit serious workplace misconduct. This one's kind of a given, right? It's a given, but I, I, I'd be remiss not to mention it when it comes to your uh, your termination. Yeah. If you don't want to be let go for cause, well, let's be reasonable. Make sure you understand your employer's policies. Make sure you follow them. Uh, if you're not able to follow them, if there's something that's, that's happened that changes things, tell your employer. Uh, don't try to get away with things that you know you shouldn't be getting away with. Don't give the company a reason to consider letting you go. If you behave properly, you do your job, uh, you don't uh, upset the employer, you're not going to be let go for cause at least. And in that situation, if the company does want to let you go, okay, they'll have to pay you full severance. And believe me, you do not want to be on the receiving end of a termination for cause. Ten Commandments of Termination of Employment. Get to number five. Thou shalt always keep copies of all relevant documents. This one is where most people really got to spruce up, right? You have to. Uh, Documents are always important when it comes to anything to do with the workplace, but certainly when it comes to termination. So uh, if uh, we already talked about negative performance reviews, make sure you have copies of those. If you've responded to those, make Make sure you have copies of those, you have copies yeah. of the responses that you have. And if you have an employment agreement, make sure you have a copy of that agreement. If you're, uh, uh, you have a, a policy that you need to, to look at, make sure you have a copy, uh, an employee handbook. All those documents are going to be important when we assess your entitlements. They're going to be important when we look at what you're actually owed. So document everything. Keep copies of documents. And if you are let go, I'm going to ask you for those documents. You'll make my life and therefore your life much easier. Thou shalt keep records of important events. That's number six. Yeah, that goes back to documenting things. Yeah. If something happened, uh, a performance uh, review, something was said, keep record of it, keep notes of it. Uh, always the, the documents always win the day. You never want it to be a he said, she said type of a situation. So one of my commandments, definitely keep records of dates, keep records of anything you need to have a record of. It's a, It's very simple. Do a little note to yourself, send yourself an email, send someone else an email, have something that documents it contemporaneously. Mm-hmm. It's called credibility. And if there's ever a workplace conflict, if you ever are let go and you want to you say, wait a second, what the company said happened is not true. If you have that record, if you have that document, you'll win every time. Number seven of the Ten Commandments of Termination of Employment, thou shalt not get advice from your neighbor Steve or Doug or Rick or Sam or Joan or... Lucy. That's right. <laughs> Unless it's uh, Henry. Henry is fine. That's right. Henry's uh, good. Yeah. Henry's a good guy. But no, the reason we started this show, and you know, I remember being on a on a message board, uh, you know, right. from, uh, on a golf message board or something like that, and <laughs> someone posted there about losing his or her job. I forget what it was, what it was exactly. But then he started getting advice from all these people, and it was all wrong. One person said you get this much. The other person said you get a week per year, two weeks per year. You don't get anything. You get oh my god, it was it was terrible, and and. I realize a lot of people get advice or try to get advice from people that should not be giving advice, and everyone mm-hmm. thinks they know something. Yeah. So that's why we started this show, to give people the right information. But bottom line is my commandment is this. If you lose your job, worried about losing your job, or staring at a severance letter, get advice from the right source. You call an employment lawyer, and if you don't like me, that's okay. Call another employment lawyer. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Uh, do your homework. Don't just call you know, your Uncle Bob because he used to uh, run a business, so he must know. No, don't assume that. You wouldn't call him uh, because uh, if, if you had a medical condition, don't call him if you have a legal issue. Get information from the right sources because later on, if it turns out you got the wrong information, you won't be able to do anything about it. You only have one opportunity. 
if you lose your job, to get proper advice. 8, 9, and 10 coming up quick. Uh, number 8 is thou shall assume your severance offer is inadequate, of course. That's probably the biggest. If you're let go, before you even uh, use severancepaycalculator.com, you should assume that severance offer is inadequate because in the vast majority of cases, severance offer is completely inadequate. It's not even close. So you have to assume that. That's why you know you have to get advice. That's why you know you have to go to the severance calculator or call me because it's inadequate and usually to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars. You can almost set your watch that it's that certain. Number nine, thou shall not sign. Put the pen down. <laughs> you let go. You have that offer. It has a deadline. Company's putting pressure on you. You better sign or else you're not going to sign. Because you're signing away your entitlements. It's less than what you're owed. Biggest commandment, absolutely, right here. Do not sign that severance offer. If you do, you'll find it's too late to do anything about it. Call me. Do never, don't ever fall for that pressure tactic. That's all it is, John. Ten commandments of termination of employment. Leia, save number ten for the end, of course. This one's a biggie. Thou shall use severance pay calculator or call you. That's it. Uh, you know, yeah. that's a good way to, to end uh, to end this list is if you lost your job uh, or concerned about losing your job, you go to severancepaycalculator.com. You can call me as well. But if you're if it's Friday at 7 p.m. and I'm not in the office, you simply go to the severancepaycalculator.com website to find out how much you're owed. You know, uh, when six years ago that wasn't available, so people at that time had a hard time finding out right. where to get the right information, how much they're owed. It's easy now. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Take seconds, free, anonymous. No reason not to use it. Thank you for all your calls. We're back in here Wednesday night with Dave Vaughn. And of course, the weekend shows Lior as well. And an hour and 30 happens on weekend TV, global TV, and CTV in the morning as well. You'll want to reach out. You got SeverancePayCalculator.com. You got 1 855 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com through email. Till next time, we are done on Global News Radio.